Hello and welcome to episode number one of the DGSC podcast. Long, long awaited and we are kicking off the episode with an absolute bang of a guest, Ryan McConnell. So Ryan is a female body composition specialist. I'll not chat too much about him right now because we get into that uh, very, very soon within the start of the episode. However, in this episode, we cover a lot of valuable information regarding female physiology and how it relates to training and nutrition. Things such as the ovarian cycle, training and nutritional considerations, supplementation, and even a segment as to why you should not always trust your doctor. So we're gonna jump into this episode now with Ran. Please do reach out to both of us if you enjoy this episode uh, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so we are live. First of all, I want to thank each and every person that is currently listening to this podcast. This is episode one of the podcast and today we have a very special guest. Uh, Ryan McConnell. So Ryan is an online coach, a female body composition specialist, and the founder of Go Figure Online. I've currently known Ryan for five to six years now. We actually worked together in VO2 uh, for a very long time towards the start of my own journey, um, and we've both came a long way since then. So in this episode, a wee bit of what you can expect and take away from this is we're going to be covering, in short, female fat loss and physiology. Some of the main topics that we're going to be covering is going to be hormone cycles, training and nutritional considerations based on that, supplementation advice, and a few other hidden gems in there as well. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of information covered today. Uh, this is going to be one of the episodes that I personally learn a lot because this is definitely not one of my strong suits. Um, so yeah, get your pens ready. Get ready to take down some actionable information and let both of us know uh, how you found the episode so yeah i'm gonna let ran introduce himself tell us a bit about yourself and we can get stuck in well um thank you for having me on first of all um yeah so just like a bit about me um uh, I'm, I'm happy to be guest number one first of all um but i'm always i always knew if you ever had a podcast be guest number one but um <laughs> yeah like my name is ran as dean covered um I specialize in female fat loss um, and I've been specializing with females only for just over a year, maybe, no, maybe 18 months. Um, and yeah, essentially the reason why I work with females is one-to-one. I really, really enjoyed working with them. I'm actually not really like a sporty guy. Like I don't really, um, I connect with uh, women a lot better and um, I prefer a bit of gossip than like the latest football scores. So um yeah I, i'm really really enjoying doing all that um so yeah that's that's pretty much essentially what i do um i've actually i've actually been uh i've been doing one-to-one pt um uh, for four and a half five years as well as the online coaching as well uh, but i'm fully online from um december there so yeah moving forward to that solid solid um and say over the last four to five years, um, what have been some of like the biggest influences of your journey in terms of like um, directing you down the field that you're currently going? Was there any like standout moment? Was it just working with really good female clients that has motivated you to continue working down with females, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I would say like working with other coaches for sure. Um, working with like the likes of yourself, just having like really good conversations with with other coaches, but a couple other ones that would be worth mentioning are like Tony McAlevey. Um, I learned a lot from 
him. Um, he was actually my coach as well. Um, and then I, I learn a lot from just other coaches at the minute, just like listening to podcasts, um, just chatting to them like in their DMs and stuff. So um, another couple that I've kind of worked with is Ryan Anthony. He worked with both of us in VO2. And yeah, like just all, like just networking in general um, has, has really sort of built me up to where I am today. So I'm very thankful to have that experience and be able to um, connect with people like that on like a daily and weekly basis. Class, brilliant. And obviously, as I said, then over the last 18, 12 to 18 months, then you have been all in, is the way to say it, with yeah. uh, Go Figure. Yeah. Um, so what is what what are the current goals? What's the current vision? Like what do you plan on doing uh in the like short future here with Go Figure? Um yeah. Um essentially just like getting clients cracking results. Um I have been very lucky to like have clients that work for, like I work very well with um over like the lockdown period and stuff like that. Um obviously the world's a wee bit weird at the minute, like everyone's just come out and uh, some people end up at the wrong bar. They're not. They're not at the barbell. They're at the actual bar drinking, drinking alcohol and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's been a wee, wee bit tricky, like a transition period, I would say. Um, but the girls are are still smashing it. So it's just essentially to serve them the best that I can and grow the business um, as a byproduct of that. Class man, class. And you actually touched on it there. It's like, how have you found them coaching during COVID? Any uh, yeah, any big like takeaways? Is there anything that just sums it up at the end? Oh, how's that been? Um, obviously, it was tricky at the start. Like, I just, like, before COVID, I was like, how do you work out at home? Like, apart from doing, like, push-ups and sit-ups, like, like how do you do that? And, yeah, it's definitely expanded my um, sort of exercise vocabulary. Like, <laughs> there's, there's moves that I definitely made up <laughs> um, just on the spot. So, but, yeah, I actually, like, I, I would say, like, a lot of people didn't do well through lockdown and I would say that I actually came out of it like a lot better in terms of business and getting like clients results as well because like I had nothing else to focus on so I put all my energy into that and it definitely paid off so um yeah bit of a strange period but um I think it, it just affected everyone differently and I'm one of the lucky ones that sort of came out um on, on the good side of it yeah 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 the head and the nail there like uh, what about yourself for me it's similar enough. Around the start, I didn't really, I didn't really think it was as serious as it was. So with all my clients, yeah. like right, we're, you know, four to six weeks here, we'll be back to normal. And then four to six months later, we're looking at a year down the line, and then even yeah. um, as you say, yeah. I it's, it's tough as like a like a strength and conditioning coach. Like yeah. with me, I, I can give people bodyweight exercises, whereas you like you kind of need a barbell and stuff. So it That's is it. always going to be tougher. Like for me and my my clients, it was more just being real. With each other and being realistic that what can we actually take from here and uh, what can we actually do um, and like what can we actually leave lockdown with so a lot of that was movement based you know a lot of it like some of it a lot of people did um set the goal for like fat loss and physique which was great too um, yeah. but on a personal level like i also feel i benefited from it madly like yeah. when i'm talking to people about how they've hated lockdown uh, like my view is completely different. Like I have not hated it one, but I think for myself, previous to lockdown, life was going too fast. And um, like one-to-one PT was like flat out most yeah. days of the week. I was working online. Um, and then obviously admin working on you know, yourself as an online coach. So I didn't really have yeah. time to step back 
with a bird's eye view and understand what was going on in my business. It was just going yeah. in no direction. So once things calmed down a little bit, I had more time in my hands. I was able to like reevaluate my business where I wanted to take it, make sure it aligned with my future goals. And like I couldn't honestly be more thankful for that change. Yeah. Person that ate that fat. Like, <laughs> I, could, I could not be more thankful. Like I enjoyed it. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um no, like I I would say like everyone probably like going going through it like had some like tougher times but like coming out of it like you're quite thankful that that happened it was like a it was like a pause button on the world so there was no pressure to do anything like the reason why me and you done so well is because we actually love what we do so there was no pressure on like getting new clients or whatever because like um like there was there was nothing going on that you like needed to like earn flipping like thousands and thousands or whatever like there, yeah. there was no pressure there so the fact that we love like what we're doing um, definitely sort of paid off for us oh man 110 100%, 100%, and most coaches that i've talked to have been on the exact same boat to be fair i haven't actually talked to one specific coach that hasn't benefited in terms of like self-growth in business yeah but i think yeah. again like i said it, it's just how you look at things because you still you still have a lot of negative things out there like yeah but yeah uh, that is a little bit of an introduction to the episode now we can get into some of the main beef so in this podcast, we're going to be covering female physiology and fat loss. So we're going to be covering hormone cycles, uh, training and nutritional considerations based on that, um, a little bit on supplementation, and actually give you some actionable tips and advice that you can leave this podcast today with, implement straight off the back and see results within 30, 60, 90 days over the next like couple of months as you trail with these um, little tips and tricks that we give you. So uh in terms of beginning off with the podcast, I think the best place for us to start is just to cover hormone cycles in general. So yeah. covering them in general um, from start to finish, giving people an overview of like, the new, they obviously know what they are, but uh, when it yeah. comes to training, nutrition, fat loss, what are we, what are we primarily yeah. looking at here? 100%. So like you said, a good place to start is just the ovarian cycle itself. So like a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today is like, it's going to be based off your ideal cycle. So the ideal cycle is anywhere from 21 to 35 days, but right slap down in the middle of that is 28 days. So it's just easier for um, my own mental maths and stuff if we just stick to 28 days. So yeah, um, you have two phases in your cycle. So first phase is your follicular phase. Uh, <laughs> I can say that sometimes, I promise. Uh, <laughs> and then you'll move on to your luteal phase, which is the second part of your cycle. And then in between those, you have your ovulation phase. So that's one of your bodies obviously ovulating to potentially get pregnant um, uh, or like pass your, your egg um, through your period. So yeah, um, your follicular phase, like half of that's going to be made up of um, your actual like period itself. So um, yeah, that would be typically between sort of three to seven days. So that would be the first three to seven days of your cycle then we're going to move into sort of the next seven days, which would bring us up to uh, where you're ovulating. So like that's essentially where, like, as I say, your body's getting ready to get pregnant. And then your luteal phase is the run up to your next period. So that's uh, from day 15 to 28th, generally. Um, generally, uh, like your luteal phase is always going to be the same length. Um, if you have like a longer cycle, say you have 35 days, um, your luteal phase will still be like 13, 14 days in length. So it never changes. 
Um, so yeah, and and during some of these times, like you're you're going to expect like your hormones to kind of fluctuate and go up and down a wee bit. So um, a couple of them that you would sort of look out for, um, like for liquor affairs, they're kind of they're pretty much level and they're starting to work their way up, but they're working their way up slowly. Um, when you're ovulating, your luteinizing hormone and your estrogen will rise uh, with that. And then your testosterone as well, which um, is obviously like the male sex hormone. So like it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kick in around ovulation just because that's the time that you want to be at the pregnant. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to boost your sex drive and stuff like that. And then your luteal phase, your, that's predominantly your progesterone phase. So progesterone is like your, it's quite like a common hormone. Um, like everything's coming back down the baseline and it's, it's just going to like calm everything down, make everything like kind of go a wee bit easier um, in terms of like your, your time of the month and stuff. And whenever you are having like problems with your time of the month, um, that's when progesterone is absent or um, it's not there as much as it should be. So um, if you have like really heavy cycle, if you have like really bad PMS uh, symptoms, um, that's probably because progesterone is low. Um, so yeah, the next thing I was going to move on to, if you're happy mm-hmm. enough, is just like training and nutrition around your cycle. Is there anything that uh, you had in particular that you want me to cover? Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. So um, first of all, what I actually want to cover there, based on what you said there, uh, you were talking about like common problems and um, what if, if you had the it's a set list the two to three most kind of com- common problems females would uh, run into when it comes to that cycle um, yeah like what what are we looking at there like what what are the, what are the most common problems that you see uh, that can be easily dealt with uh, yeah so not. like a, a big thing is like your your estrogen um, can be quite high sometimes and that is down to a load of things and um, without getting into too much detail like that would be coming from things like dairy um, especially cow dairy like sheep and goat's dairy are fine but uh, poor quality meats like processed food um, it would come through like you know like plastic with like BPA and stuff yeah. in it so like mm-hmm. plastic bottles um, like Tupperware boxes I'm, I'm one for that um, mm-hmm. So I would then switch to something like glass. So I'd get like a metal drinks bottle and a glass, like a glass Tupperware, like that would sort that problem out, like in terms of environmental sort of estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are actually things called xenoestrogens that come in and it's like, a, it's like an estrogen mimicker. So that adds to the estrogen that you already have in your system. And most people generally have enough. It's more progesterone that they, that they suffer with um, that is like a wee bit lower. Um, so yeah, like, high estrogen would be one and the other one is kind of almost caused by high estrogen estrogen and it's um it's like low progesterone as i was saying there so that's that's probably another big big problem as well so that would be caused by again high estrogen but it's also really caused by like high stress and maybe not getting enough sleep or um maybe like not eating enough like there's a lot of people lose their cycles completely because they're not eating enough, um, which is not good. Um, but yeah, th- those are some of the things that I would sort of come come across. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever you lose your cycle completely, um, it's one of two things. It's PCOS, which I'm sure you've maybe heard of, but not yeah. stand on, and then hypothalamic amenorrhea. 
So hypothalamic gonorrhea is stress-induced. PCOS is insulin resistance-induced. Um, so if you are like eating really crappy foods, like I say, um, and you are like consuming like a lot of sugar and stuff, then it's going to cause insulin resistance, insulin resistance, uh, which can be a precursor to diabetes and stuff down the line. So looking out for things like that is not just like detrimental to your period health, but it's also detrimental to like your long-term health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can lead to things like heart disease and stuff like that. So it's it's really, really important that if you don't get a cycle or you get like a very long cycle where it's maybe 35 days plus that you go you go and get that checked. And like go get your bloods tested um, by your doctors and ask for those results back. And anyone that's listening to this, feel free to send me them. Um, I won't always have all the answers, but I have connections that would be able to. Um, a girl, Ashley O'Kelly, I, I use her, her for everything to do with this stuff. So um, she's kind of like a reference point for me. She does this, this for a living. So um, yeah, go get your blood results. Uh, don't get everything tested. Don't be tested for like two or three things because um, it may not give you the information. Get them to email you the results and like send them to someone like myself or Ashley um, and we can check them out for you. Solid, solid. That's a yeah. lot of good information there. And like, yeah. like I'm learning a lot from this too, personally. Like, like you can see from the video here and just taking notes because like, there's a lot, there's a lot into it. Um, yeah. But most importantly, like you're, you're explaining it very well there. Like it's not just, you're not just giving the theory, the boring yeah. stuff. You're generally giving some actionable stuff for these people to, these females to implement. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, can, it can be very complicated, this sort of stuff. Like I, I, I do try to keep it very simple and like not go into like all the, the terms and stuff, but um, it like, I remember the first podcast I listened to about it and I just sat and listened to it like three or four times and took notes on each time and each time I came away it was like a different set of notes and I just read over it until it was just drilled in me so um, it's it's a lot of stuff that's just not common knowledge um, so it's it's definitely useful stuff to know. Yeah if you see me online at 3.30am tonight <laughs> you know I'm just sitting listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the corner just Reverian cycle. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I do now. It's just like <laughs> constant reading about like periods of random cycles. <laughs> Unreal, man. No, good. So um, that kind of, that was really, really good over here, which brings us on to the next topic, which I feel will link really, really well into that. And again, as these topics go on, they're kind of getting more and more actionable for people. So the theory was kind of covered. Now let's talk yeah. a little bit about female-specific training and nutritional considerations um we can cover some general considerations considerations based on their cycle what stage of the cycle they're at what they should expect from their training at each cycle uh, how to stay on top of things um and then we can just escalate it from there then so like if you had a rough overview of that and then we can break it down into some common wee points how would you address that 100 so like we'll split your cycle into sort of seven days like per phase so um we'll start out with again this is all very this is based on like your ideal 20 day cycle. Like I'm not gonna lie, like 80 to 90% of people out there probably don't have that 20 day cycle, but it's just the most common reference point. Um, so yeah, if we split that into like seven days each, so like the first week of your cycle um, is obviously when you're on like your time of the month and stuff, you're, you're on your period. Um, so you're actually becoming a bit more insulin sensitive. So you can start to like, sort of like really like get into like your maybe whatever whatever it is like bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever like weight training in general 
um, you can start to really like take advantage of like a higher insulin sensitivity. So in terms of nutrition, um, I would recommend just slightly bumping your carbs up from like week four. Um, and then that actually continues into week two and week three. So your insulin sensitivity spikes up through that time. So like week three, whenever you're kind of ovulating, that would be like the start of week three. Um, I would probably, I, again, this is very person, person specific. And this is almost like, if you're just a general pop kind of person and you're not like competing at the Olympics or the NIPF or whatever. <laughs> it's close enough, right? close enough to the Olympics anyway. You did, you got it. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you're competing or something, then this is that kind of last two or 3%, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of sort of research out there that doesn't really support, um, not not in terms of um, training anyway, but I, I'm, go I'm going to sort of get into that. So bring it back to like week three, so you're most insulin sensitive. So that's when you kind of want to be like going for like your PBs, like um, you'll be getting like really good pumps and stuff in the gym uh, because your, your muscles are just soaking up all the, the, the glycogen like really well. And then you like, after week three, you'll see if I was to show you a graph, like um, your hormones would just drop down um, to the start of week four, which is the end of your follicular, or sorry, the end of your luteal phase. Um, so they're all going to drop down and you're going to feel like, like you're, you're actually going to be a bit less insulin sensitive, almost insulin resistant. So then like for the likes of my client Maeve, who everyone knows, um, I would be making these sorts of changes for everybody else, probably not. Um, like you would then bring your fats up and you would actually, if you were going to take like, say like a diet break or like a reverse diet, or uh, you just temporarily wanted to spike your calories, this would be the time to do it in week four. Um, so that would be day 21 to day 28. Um, and you would swap some of your carbs for fats. Um, and I've seen a really good, um, response from this uh, with with Maeve. Maeve's one of those clients that does every single thing to an absolute T. Um, so I know if I give her something to do and it's like maybe a wee bit experimental that the results that come back have been done like to an absolute T. So like it's a, a complete reflection of um, the things that I've given her to do. So we exper experimented like she's coming towards like the end of her that phase. We experimented uh, sort of coming up with this photo shoot like giving her a bit higher fats and lower carbs at that time of the month, but actually bumping her calories up. And for the, the first time, she actually lost weight on her time of the month. That's never happened to her before. Um, and yeah, like that was really beneficial for her personally. But all these things are really nice. The thing that you need to know about all this is it is just the cherry on the cake. It's not like if your nutrition, your sleep, your exercise, your stress is all out of whack, scrap everything i've said in the past what paid is like 10 minutes uh, <laughs> scrap scrap all that because you need to be getting those basics down and as boring as that sounds you need to be getting those down long before you start thinking about um like meal timing or nutritional timing across the month or like any of those wee things yeah um, yes those will help but like i said it's just like the cherry on the cake so yeah um in terms of actual training I'm just going to cover this very quickly because there's actually, there's not too much support um, or there's not too much research done on that. Um, and there's sort of conflicting theories um, on the training side of things. Um, 
like they always do these studies on elite athletes, which very little of my clients are very little. Well, I don't know how elite they we are. They're the pretty elite. Yeah, so we're fairly elite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, unless you're again looking for that extra thing, like it's it's just not that important. Like it's even with with the nutrition, I would say like it's going to add another two or three percent, but mm. the the training probably less. So unless you have everything else nailed, just don't worry about it. Honestly, they're, they're like the tip of the pyramid. They're the smallest thing that matters. If you have yeah, the base, yeah, it's not going. Especially with, like with your cycle and the healthy cycle, like all that stuff is, it's it's good for training and stuff. But um, like unless you have sort of the basics nailed, you're just you're not going to see the the benefits of it. Yeah, it's useful stuff to know. It's stuff that you can like. I would you would probably use that stuff as like natural progress as someone progresses from a beginner intermediate to advanced yeah it's like you know yeah. you will become a month or a period of time where it's like this is important um but not right now so it obviously doesn't make yeah. huge differences exactly but yeah so that's pretty much everything there on nutritional training and nutritional considerations um i wanted you to touch a little bit on gut health and like stress yeah. because I know personally that's huge female or male um, when it comes to managing stress, performance, uh, and overall progression, whatever whatever the goal may be. Um, but when it becomes specific to female physiology and specific to, like again, a 28-day cycle and when yeah. people are most stressed, how does gut health come into this whenever it comes to staying on top of things yeah. as possible? So I want to keep this really, really simple uh, because it can... It can get like pretty complicated and go over a lot of people's heads, but um, gut health, gut health is probably the thing that you need to look at before. Like in terms of period health, like if you're having any problems, like the stem of it all is probably going to be gut health. Um, it just because if you have like bad gut health, that's stress on your digestive system essentially. So like things like bloating up and like indigestion and like constipation and stuff like. If you have those and you're trying to fix a certain problem or you're trying to maximize your training, um, you need to go to those first, sort them out, and then start losing, like trying to lose fat or like hit a PR or whatever. Because if your your digestive system isn't doing its job, which is to break down nutrients and absorb them and like put them to where they're supposed to go, um, then it doesn't matter how healthy you're eating, doesn't matter what supplements you're taking, if your body can't absorb it, that's going to be a very expensive poo in the toilet you know what i mean like you're just you're just going to excrete all that yeah. um so there's definitely a few things that you can you can do um like you can be watching your fiber which is a really obvious one you can be supplementing um you can a big thing as well is just eating like under stress conditions so like if you're the type of person that eats their their lunch at the computer while you're sitting talking to your manager or something um guess what like your your body doesn't know like whether your manager is a lamb trying to eat you or if it's your manager trying to like get you like paperwork done for a deadline so your all your blood is not in your digestive system it's in your extremities because you're ready to run you're you're in that like fight or flight mm -hmm. response yeah um so that's something you need to be aware of and it's kind of overlooked it sounds actually a wee bit early for until you know the sort of theory behind it but just actually sitting down something that really helps as well is obviously not being on your phone or anything just having no distractions and taking a couple of deep breaths like you know those big like belly breaths like you're you're in your breathing and stuff so mm -hmm. like straight into your belly out through your nose five times it takes about 30 to 60 seconds to do that 
and just like that's you switching to your kind of rest and digest mode and your body's going to uptake those nutrients far quicker just with that 30 to 60 seconds um so it's another thing is is just for gut health just taking your time to eat realizing and being present and again i know that sounds like woo woo like but just being present and eating and concentrating on that and also chewing your food as well because people rush things into them because they're always in a rush um so yeah like those are the things you need to concentrate on before you even think about weight loss 100%. or like deadlifting like a new pb or whatever um uh, for me that would be like 80 kilos so um <laughs> yeah you, you you need you need to be looking at that first that's the first protocol always yeah 100 percent. so like takeaway from that the main takeaway is like don't feed a dead dog you know it's not gonna yeah. you know like like take care of the stuff that matters uh, yeah. first and foremost and then you can worry again about the small things that are going to add to an already well-built yeah. foundation um so. and it's it's sort of a bit probably people are probably listening to this um thinking, oh that's a bit disappointing because it's so boring it's so like like it doesn't fit naturally into your day to sit and like take a deep breath and like sit on your own and eat or like any of those other things like people want to supplement that's going to help and although there are like if you're not doing all this again the supplements are just gonna they're gonna be in the toilet like so yeah. Yeah. i'm sorry about referring to the toilet so much but like essentially <laughs> that's what happens like is your gut health all right <laughs> <laughs> i don't think mine is to be fair but uh, that's, not, that's another topic Unreal. now on to that again lots of good actionable takeaways there in terms of um managing gut health to stay on the top of it and it's nothing fancy but that's what it is like the basics work you know, you don't need anything fancy. There's no specific protocols. It's managing your stress and remembering that stress isn't just, I hit my boss. Stress is the food you put into your body, how long it takes you to digest that food, what time you're eating at, your training, everything is impa yeah. impacts this. Like, so yeah, solid, solid stuff. Man. Um, so brings us on to another thing that I would like to touch on. And again, it kind of falls down to it. There's something that stood out. I think we talked about. I think you mentioned that a tiny bit in question one. I'm not even sure if you did. Can't even remember yet. But it's contraceptives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, contraception there. <laughs> it's like, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Contraception. Um, um, no, like that's a big um, thing. So, so contraception is a whole other topic. Like, like we could do a podcast just on this, and it would still be like two hours long. So, yeah. Um, essentially, with contraception, like you need to realize, especially with hormonal contraception, so that's things like uh, the pill, the implant, um, why can I not think of any right now, but like it's it's your hormonal contraception. So it's 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 the contraception that is giving your body kind of hormones in place of your own. So mm -hmm. if we talk about the combined pill, because that's, um, that's probably the most common one that people do, do take. People are starting to wake up to it now yeah. and realize that it's not the best thing. Um, to be taken and funny thing about the pill is it was actually manufactured and it hasn't been touched since it's exactly the same as what it was in the 60s so one thing i will always ask is um would you drive a car that was from the 60s unless it was like really well maintained and it's like a cla old classic but like just a general run of the mill car like a morris minor i don't know what i wasn't born in the 60s so i don't know but would you drive a car from the 60s probably not um would you i wouldn't even watch a film from the 60s you know what i mean so yeah. why, why the hell would you put something into your body that was manufactured in, in the 60s mm -hmm. um so that's that's just 
a real way that I always sort of look at it. I'm like, it's it just it hasn't been changed or anything. Yes, there's been other pills that came about, but um, like the combination pill is just it's been untouched. So, and another really thing or a really good thing to realize is it's it's a steroid drug. So if you think of like your bodybuilders down the gym, like screaming and like looking at themselves in the mirror, like like do you think that's healthy? Probably not. Like you're essentially doing the same thing as what those bodybuilders are. When they're injecting like the testosterone, they're switching off their testosterone, uh, their natural testosterone. And sometimes that doesn't come back. Sometimes it's a struggle to, like, for it to come back. Mm-hmm. And they have to be on TRT the rest of their lives. Um, it's the same with the pill. So it switches off all your natural hormones. So if you frame it like that, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's not healthy for everyone. Like some people like genuinely <clears throat> suffer from some things like endometriosis and like other things like that where they, their everyday life is hell. So they need something to bring down their hormones. Mm-hmm. So th- that's like, if you're in a very unique situation like that, like some, something like the pill can be very useful. But for the everyday person who um, is just taking the pill for contraception or there are people who are taking the pill just because the doctor told them to. It's not even for contraception. It could be because they got really bad acne when they were a teenager. Um, could be because uh, they suffered really bad periods and stuff um so like that can be a reason why people are on the pill and the pill is a contraceptive that's what it's made for so if you're on the on the pill for any other reason than it being a contraceptive that's that's not the right reason to be on it so um yeah like i'm trying to sort of link that back to our like training and nutrition and stuff and fat loss um it actually it's it does affect um insulin sensitivity and stuff as well so like that's that's something to be aware of but um i actually i don't really know too much about that um just simply because there's already enough evidence to go against the pill that i kind of recommend most people come off yeah. of mm-hmm. um so you would be looking to like if you're looking to optimize your normal hormones and you're looking to get like a proper cycle and stuff um there are non-hormonal options so uh number one would be the buyer method which I'm sure you can guess what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and then number two would be natural cycles. So that's actually, mm-hmm. it's an app on your phone and then you use a, th- a thermometer and you take your temperature because before you ovulate, um, your body temperature rises to get pregnant. So it tells you when you're about to ovulate. So you don't need to put anything in your body. Um, no like um, hormone replacements or anything. It's just, it's you just take your temperature. It tells you if you can get pregnant at that time. And if you can, you just be extra safe. Um, and then also the copper coil is a really good one. Um, it's non-hormonal as well, but it it can disagree with some people. Like if you are vegan or vegetarian, it's probably not the best one to take because um, copper actually competes for um, for zinc. So you'd be taking a zinc supplement with that, um, but zinc competes with uh, iron. So uh, the copper coil can cause like heavy periods and stuff. So you're losing a lot of iron through like like a, a big bleed. Um, so like these are just options. But like if you're essentially if, if you're on any sort of hormonal contraception, you, you need to be on that like and know like what it's doing. You need to be aware of what it's doing, and you need to be aware of the effects. Um, 
but yeah, like it essentially switches off all your hormones, um, which can actually be almost a good thing, almost like a tool because you're more predictable um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like your moods and stuff. But it actually, like I've had people come off the pill and they've said like, I've never felt like this before. Like I feel like I'm me, which is really strange to feel like there's just been like a cloud lifted because like because of messes weird hormones and stuff and it dampens everything down everything just kind of feels numb um which is a really like that's not good um like in terms of like anxiety and depression and stuff like it's you're more prone to that through hormonal contraception as well so um i kind of went off topic there in terms of like training nutrition and fat loss but all those things just in general for like general uh like period health and stuff is is really important to consider 100%. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be said. Like There is a lot yeah. there. Like, what I took from that, it is very case dependent then from what I've heard from that. You know, it, yeah, there's not a one shoot that's all. But yeah. if anything, it's it's more just understanding what you're taking. You know, asking more questions, making sure you're aware of exactly what you're taking into your body, what it's doing to your body, um, and whether or not it's really that relevant. Because as you said, these d- doctors are just handing them out for reasons that they shouldn't be and people are just taking them even though they don't know what's actually happening like we're just, we're kind of just led to believe and for the most part it's true but like everything like the final say should be with your doctor and you just trust that blindly and okay. it's not always the case like something like this they're not they're not always educated on um especially in terms of like training and nutrition like you know yourself like oh, man. A, a doctor that's like close to retirement he's never moved a muscle in his life is going to tell people to rest whenever they get injured. Like, just don't train for six weeks. Yeah. That's probably the worst thing you can do, that you need to make that muscle strong again. So it's the same with this. Um, like, they're just, they don't have the education there. Yes, it's becoming more known now, but you actually should be in touch with someone, either like myself who knows the basics or someone who it does this for a living, like a naturopath or a nutritional therapist. Um, that's what Ashley that I previously mentioned, um, she's a naturopath. And she does this for a living. Um, mm. Like her, her knowledge on this is insane. So yeah, like those would be the, the people that we're going to. And yes, like you go to the doctor, it, like it's free up here, which is is really handy. And you go to someone like Ashlyn, like you pay her some money, but like it's it's your health at the end of the day. And yeah. if you go to her and it be something really simple and get it fixed, um, and it, it could be as simple as that. So it's really just worth being aware, first of all, uh, which even listening to this podcast, if you've got this far, um, like you, you'll now be aware of that and you'll you'll be more prone to um, like get, get, getting that checked out and stuff. Yeah, 100%, man. Like you get what you pay for at the end of the day. It's yeah. a as well. You know, so if you're taking anything from this, it's to, at the end of this podcast, obviously, because you're going to continue to listen the whole way through. At the end of this <laughs> podcast, like, like actually sit down and ask yourself what do you need to do? Like, what do you need to find out more about? You know, what can you start to, Cur a little bit more about and track yeah and um, to notice these these changes and what they actually mean to you so yeah, yeah man solid one last wee topic that i want to talk uh roughly cover just like really really briefly is supplementation yeah and um, so we did talk about supplementation a little bit there and what it does but more so like supplementation again it's going to be very case dependent you know depending on what people actually need because not everyone yeah. needs the same supplement however if there was a like if there is was a universal set of three, four, or five things that females sh- could not should be looking into yeah. to improve these, even if it was the one to two to three percent, yeah. what are the primary things that you're looking at and why? Yeah. So, like again, it all comes back to if your nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress isn't good, um, the supplements are 
generally not going to do very much. So we, we do need those to be in line. And again, also your gut health, but we've already discussed that. So the ones that I would recommend probably as a general approach, like everyone could take these and like it would be safe. You know what I mean? Like it's it's nothing that's that's gonna like throw your body out of whack or anything. But I'll explain like why I would sort of recommend these supplements. Um, first of all, so um, these are particularly important if you are on hormonal contraceptives. Um, so if you are on the pill or the bar or like the marina coil or whatever, um, these would be really really important. So the first one I always recommend is magnesium. And you can actually get that in a supplement with zinc, which is probably the number two supplement that um, that I would recommend. So magnesium, like I'm sure you know yourself, it has like a range of benefits. But in terms of like period health, um, a zinc and magnesium together um, are very good for just promoting like a healthy period. So um, it's it's going to help uh, you produce like a healthy egg. So your egg is obviously like what gets released like during ovulation. So um, it's surrounded by a sac called your corpus luteum. And I don't know how I've remembered that, the name of that, but essentially um, like that sac is what you uh, excrete. I'm, I'm trying to use really, really like <laughs> words that don't freak me out. But um, yeah, you're, you're going to get rid of that during your period. That's what, that's what you're getting rid of essentially. So um, it's like those supplements almost kind of define or help um, how, how like easy and how like sort of normal your period is going to be at the end of the month. So if you're deficient in those, like you're probably going to have a bad time. I'm not going to lie. So um, look at what you're currently consuming and look at the recommended sort of dosages. Um, most of us are probably not having enough zinc or magnesium. Um, I actually currently take these just for general health as well. Um, but yeah, those two would be the two main ones. Um, so in terms of digestive health as well, so I would recommend your B6 and B12. Um, pretty much all women should be taking those as a standard anyway. Um, so it's going to help um, pretty much like, it's going to help you break down your nutrients like within like your food and stuff. So it's going to help with like, energy levels and stuff as well. And then if you pair that with like something like a probiotic um, and you only have like a slight digestive issue, like those two things could potentially be enough to fix something like that. Like if you just get like a bit of bloat at the end of the month or whatever, like it's fine. Um, it could possibly like get rid of that. Um, so they are, they're, they're two very good things to take. Um, and also like if you're ever thinking of coming off like hormonal contraception, contraception um, those be really good to take in the lead up. So if someone was coming off the pill with me, um, I would recommend that they take them for four to six weeks before. And then that's going to like sort of smooth the transition off the pill. Because remember, whenever you come off the pill, like you don't have any hormones on day one. Like they're, they're through, the, the, through the ground. Um, so to sort of facilitate your hormones coming back to normal, um, those supplements would be really good. So zinc, magnesium, or just a ZMA. B6 and B12, or just a B complex and a pro probiotic. Um, there's a couple of probiotics sort of that go around. Um, the one that I really recommend, and it's only because Ashley recommends it, is Merlac, M E R L A K. Um, that is just like, it's been recommended to me. I've recommended the clients. It's, it's worked well. So it's, it's something that I'd recommend. And then uh, another one that actually sounds a bit dodgy. But I promise it's not. Creatine. Uh, it, 
yeah. well creatine yes everybody yeah. can take creatine of course indeed um but yeah the next one would be ashwagandha you ever heard of it never no um so this would <clears throat> it's an adaptogen herb so it sounds like even the bottle looks a wee bit sus like it looks like <laughs> it just looks like it looks like weed Something like the bongo bongo man was trying to give me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get a free with two words or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so ashwagandha is an adaptogen herb. So this is really good for just general. So like uh, even you deem like even with like male um, clients and stuff, like this would mm-hmm. be really good for anyone who's like maybe suffering a wee bit of stress um, or it can actually work from the other end as well. So if you have clients who are a wee bit sort of low and depressed and not much energy and stuff like this will also prep them up. So it kind of adapts to what you need, which is a really strange thing. I have a lot of my plants on it, um, and you can take it long term and stuff like it's not going to damage anything. Um, and I typically recommend just it helps you with sleep and stuff as well. It's actually really good at that. So, um, but I would take it with meals. So I would also take it at night. So if you had, if it, if you're depending if you're taking one or two um, capsules, it would be with your last meal or your last meal and your second last meal. And then it just kind of winds you down, like getting ready for bed and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's a really good. Like I have so many clients taking that. And then the next one, I kind of wrote this down sort of last minute, um, is dim. So essentially, like you can get dim through your diet. Um, so you would get it through like your leafy green veg, um, your pak choy, um, cabbage, like all that. Lettuce, not so much, like. I think you get through like broccoli and like stuff like that. Anything green, yeah. like there's probably dim enough. Um, so that's actually really good for see any fans that are or any anybody that's listening this who suffers with like like really bad acne, like um stuff like that. Uh, like it's actually really good for that. But you would only take this short term. Um, and it's only if you're not getting it through your dad. If you're getting it through your dad and you're taking a supplement, um, you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't do well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also it helps with the detoxification of uh, your hormones as well so it helps you um, digest them it helps you use them to the best of their ability so um, I would also take a milk thistle with this mm-hmm. um, because it supports the liver just just to be on the safe side it's not a dangerous supplement or anything but if you did take it for longer than six months like your liver would probably be like a, like pretty tired and the for lack of a better term but yeah um, it just it wouldn't be functioning as well as it could be so i would take it with a liver support um and take it just for a limited time so um a really good time to, to take that is a lot of people suffer from post pill acne which mm-hmm. will kick in around the six month mark almost to the day and um, so if you started taking dim and the lead up to that it would um it would sort of help the acne um, like some of the the effects and like helps to break down a wee bit. Um, so yeah, those would be the main supplements um, that I would recommend. Um, they're all, they all have their own uses. Pretty much all of them, apart from dim, would be like you can take you can pretty much take them forever. Yeah. Um, they they all are going to help. And to be honest, I know like uh, I've said like ninety percent is down to like your nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, gut health, and stuff. But like these will probably help. And that's not the discredit. Um, obviously, the, the the basics, but the, you will see um, some difference uh, with like your period health, and possibly um, like in your training and stuff like that. Like you will see improvements. Yeah. So yeah, yeah those are just some of the basics. Um, 
yeah, hopefully you all got something from that. No, solid, solid. Um, like if I, if you're listening to this, rewind 10 minutes, take notes, list them down, Amazon shopping cart, whatever it may be, and get them going. Because as I said, it's the wee things that matter uh, and they all build up, all these wee small ones build up. So perfect. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that is pretty much everything in terms of the female training, nutrition, hormone cycles. Um, yep. However, I always like to end with some some amusing questions, some just just something to break the ice after a long, sweaty conversation. You're supposed to break, supposed to break the ice at the start. Looper <laughs> 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 breaking ice now. <laughs> Unreal. So, right. So a few things like right. So what needs today in the fitness industry? Like, what uh, do you see on a daily, a daily basis in the fitness industry, both in whether it's in person or in the online space, that needs today like what do you just look at and be like bang your head off the table want to head but a pebble dash wall and just not look at that again and just doesn't yeah so like i i used to think gracie at the start uh, (laughs) before we started talking so i don't want to use that either i don't want to be on a ritual but um i think like if you watch any of my content uh, you'll realize i'm I'm really really kind of against like short-term like non-sustainable like results and transformations like you'll go on the my page and yes there'll be like a load of transformations and stuff but like some of those yes are done in eight to ten weeks which is class um some people find it really easy but some some of the other ones are done over like there's one um transformation that was done over three years you know what i mean so that's why you'll never see on my content um Susie lost such and such a weight. Susie, I don't have yeah. any clients called Susie. Yeah. Uh, but Susie lost such and such a weight in so many weeks because someone can look at that, like even like a current client, and be like, why have I not why have I not done that? Whereas if you just like generalize the whole thing, um, I think it makes it a lot less pressure and there's a lot less sort of expectations for uh like getting really, really quick, like unsustainable results. Um, so yeah, I think I think that needs today six week shreds, 30 day challenges, all that shit. Like, get it out yeah honestly, yeah so like like you said there's like you go onto your page you might see some transformations we just call it a transformation because that's just the easiest thing to call it i know specifically for you that's not the main goal with client it's, there's so much other things that obviously the main goal is to lose body fat and look great but it's yep. not just that with every single one of the transformations you're putting up it's it's everything else it's are you in a position to do so but like if anyone promises you a transformation in 12 weeks fucking throw a brick at their car next time you see yeah. them on the road. Like, well, two, two yeah. things are going to happen there. Like, you're either going to get it, which, brilliant, hats off. You're, like, your personal trainer is going to get a great before and after picture. Uh-huh. Um, so happy days to them. But guess what happens after 12 weeks? You're going back to square one or square with the minus one. You know what I mean? Um, so if, if, if you're joining a 12-week package or a 12-week transformation or whatever, and you're hoping for the 12 weeks to be the end point, um i'm sorry it's it's an ongoing thing like um we're here to to build habits build routine like build all that like build your lifestyle up to progress you forever not flipping 12 weeks so 100 and like my biggest pet peeve is coaches and these people that are advertising these like 12-week transformations like they don't train their clients the way they train themselves ever and they know they're training the correct way for themselves 
that's another yeah. thing I see. You know what I mean? There's no, there's nothing else about it. But yeah, you, 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 it's, it's vert, it's actually impossible to transform your life in twelve weeks. Yeah, it's impossible. You're going to lose body fat, but that is it. You may think yeah. you gained other things along the way, but you truthfully haven't. It's not a long enough time frame. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would agree on that. Like that's that's a big one. So good. another one. What has been your most memorable moment since you've joined the gym? This can be good, bad, fucked up, whatever you want it to be. What has been your most memorable moment? I mean, when you when you ask that question, it's all like it's tough. Of shit that comes up in it. Right. Not that there's not that there's anything that bad, like that, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't be. Like <laughs> don't be scared. You might need to cut this bit out. Uh, <laughs> but like, I've I've definitely farted a good few times, like under the leg press or like. Yeah. Like stunk with the side, and it's it's not yeah. it's not even it's not even what I'm actually in the middle of exercise, just walking about to be fair. But um, I'm one of those ones that just walks in the gym. I don't really care. Um, yeah. So left the leg like Yeah, like at the start, like whenever it's just getting into like training and stuff, like that would have really like embarrassed me. Like so, um, yeah, I would say like maybe the first time that happened, I probably thought about it a bit too much, and that like I definitely went red a couple of times. Like so. Yeah. Yeah. It was easy to spot who let it rip. <laughs> yeah. Spot. I would ask you the same question, but you're going to have to answer this every week if, if you start answering it now. So I don't even know. Just get it, get it out of the way. And I don't even know. <laughs> Is it that time you looked in the mirror and you seen your left arm? <laughs> most, memorable mo- most memorable moment, like something that I'll not forget. There, there, obviously, there's, there is a lot of moments that strike the mind, that loads of things happen. But, um, in VO2, one of, one of my first couple of weeks into VO2, I wasn't actually working there at the time or anything. Uh, I knocked the barbell off the rack with my head in front of like absolutely the entire gym, but it wasn't even like a wee discreet one. I was basically going into the, the squat rack and I ducked underneath it yeah. to grab my, like my gym bag at the other end of it. And then as I was coming up out, like I swung yeah. my head up and slapped the middle of the barbell so hard. It was actually that hard that it lifted the 20 kilo barbell off the jet hooks and then it fell on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And I was near knocked out. Like I had people coming over to me asking, are you okay? And it's like, such a week. I was like, Jesus, never, ever again. I, I don't think it was there to say that actually. So I, I missed that one. There you go. But there, there's like, say working in a, in a gym, like you see some like mad things. Like, um, like, I don't know if, I probably did tell you about this. Like there was like a, I think it was like a Turkish guy. I don't know why I was so many Turkish because I never spoke yeah. to him, but he, he looked like, you know, like Starbucks flatly. Yes. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Yes. Um, he, look, he looked like he, the third member of that. Um, <laughs> and he, he got on the leg press and this guy had been coming to the gym about probably three or four weeks. And he like put, I think, 400 kilos on the leg press. Like I've been going to the gym for eight years. I don't think I could do 400 kilos right now. Um, 400 kilos in the leg press and the reps were literally just about bend his knees and then just like lock him out again just about bend his knees lock him out again in fact you know the way you sort of you lift the hooks and you like turn them to the side to release couldn't the even machine. come out they were that big no he, he took them out but like it didn't go past the point where it, the leg press was already sitting um, <laughs> no. but one of the reps did and it all came down on top of him and uh like his friend tried to help him up like he tried to like get the yeah tried to push it up he couldn't do it i sat and watched this by the way because i was like this is going to happen as with the clan um another person came over they couldn't lift it i'm still standing there watching them knock them 
Uh, then uh, one of the PTs came over and they tried to lift it, couldn't lift it. And then eventually I went over and there was took four of us to, to lift it off him. And <laughs> he, he, he then like he slapped the, the, the hook back in again for like the leg press to be reset. And then he just left the hooks in and started doing the reps in that range of motion at the top, <laughs> like just out of pride. Like, so he done like another couple of sets on the leg press, like, like that was supposed to happen. So yes. I would say that's, that, that stuck out whenever you said about your disaster. Like, but, yeah, 100%. Um, we'll, we've, all, we've, we've all had moments like that. That literally reminded me as well. Like, I don't know if, like, if anyone listening to this knows what a hammer strength machine is. So a hammer strength plate loaded machine uh, is a machine that you would put plates on. And then obviously like a chest press or a row variation. Uh, you know, you've no, them plates are secure on that hammer strength, right? There's no need to put clips on the hammer strength machine. There's yeah. no need. Yeah. There's actually more chance of the moon falling than like <laughs> than the plates coming off that machine. But I see people, yeah, clip that. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen that in the Smith machine and everything. Like people just, they don't realize, I don't, I don't think they know how gravity works. No, I don't know. I have no clue. That's what I say whenever I feel one at max. But anyway, um, <clears throat> that is everything. Like, is there anything yeah. else you would like to cover, or, or is that everything covered? Um, I think not really. I think I, I think we've covered like most of, most of the stuff. I think I went in a wee bit too deep in a couple of things, but sure. Well, if you if if you listen to the podcast twice, then uh, it gets gets you more views and uh, gets gets the listener more knowledge. Like so. This is uh, it. Yeah, I've done you a favour there, I think. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> right, so yes, uh, that is us. Um, first of all, I actually want to end with, Ran, where can people find you? Where can people come to locate you, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm just Ran underscore uh, go figure online. I'm pretty sure that's my handle. <laughs> I might have that wrong, uh, but it's, it's Ran underscore go figure. Like that, that'll come up. Yeah. And then Facebook. I do post on Facebook, but I'm never on it. So even inquiries and stuff get lost in Facebook, uh, which I'm really bad at doing. But uh, yeah, just go, go figure online. Um, if you type that in the, the Instagram search bar, um, you'll find me somewhere. Solid, solid. So yes, go follow Ryan. And like, if you have any other questions on this topic, or there's anything that stood out to you on this episode, if there's anything that stood out and anything that you've talked, let both of us know. If there's any questions you have on this topic, don't let me know. Go and ask Ran and send him a message. So, yeah, Ran, again, thank you for your time, man. Uh, really, Thanks really appreciate it. Really, really good episode. It flowed really well and lots of actionable information. As much as we covered the theory, we also give a lot of simple, some, some simple tips out to people too. Yeah. That's yeah. Came out. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And you can look forward to the next one. We're going to be dropping an episode at least every two weeks. So you're going to be two episodes a month um, and we will go forth. So yeah, let us both know what you thought of the episode and thank you for listening.